0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, celebrating 50 years of sharing God's unconditional love and grace. Welcome to the Gospel
1: Truth broadcast. Welcome to a very special edition of the Gospel Truth. You are three parts spirit, soul, and body. Healing is a part of the atonement of Christ. God wants you well. How can you doubt that you'll get it if you've already got it? You're already blessed. EVERYTHING THAT JESUS CAME TO DO, THE POWER FOR IT IS RELEASED THROUGH THE GOSPEL, THE GOOD NEWS, THE NEARLY TOO GOOD TO BE TRUE NEWS. WELCOME TO OUR WEDNESDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY I'M CONTINUING A SERIES THAT I STARTED FOUR WEEKS AGO TALKING ABOUT WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED. THAT'S A QUOTE FROM GENESIS CHAPTER 3 WHERE GOD WAS SEEKING FOR ADAM AND EVE, called THEIR NAME, AND Adam says, I hid myself. I was afraid and hid myself because I was naked. And God said, who told you that you were naked? God didn't tell them that. The devil didn't tell them that. They got that knowledge from the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what I've been doing is just capitalizing on that and talking about this is where man received the conscience. This is a study of our conscience and how our conscience functions. AND I TELL YOU, I'VE MADE SOME AWESOME STATEMENTS DURING THIS. PLEASE GET THIS BOOK. Uh, THIS COMING FRIDAY IS GOING TO BE MY LAST DAY TO OFFER THIS OVER TELEVISION. WE ALSO HAVE CD'S ON THIS SUBJECT AND DVD'S. AND FRIDAY WILL BE OUR LAST DAY, SO PLEASE TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THAT. LET ME TURN OVER TO 1 JOHN CHAPTER 3. And uh, let me share some verses with you out of 1 John chapter 3, beginning with verse 18. He says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In other words, don't just talk about love, but act it. Live this way. And in verse 19, And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. Did you know, if you stop and think about this, this is something that most people think, why would you need to assure your heart or convince your heart, persuade your heart? Why would you need to do that? If you were right with God, you would just know it. That's what most people think, that if God was pleased with us, we would just automatically feel this pleasure. If God was good with us, if everything was good between us, we would automatically have this confidence AND YET THAT IS NOT WHAT THE SCRIPTURES TEACH. I'VE ALREADY USED MANY OF THEM, BUT THIS ONE RIGHT HERE SAYS WE HAVE TO ASSURE OUR HEARTS BEFORE HIM. LET ME JUST, uh, I'M GOING TO COME RIGHT BACK TO THIS, BUT LET ME TURN OVER HERE TO ROMANS, AND IN CHAPTER 4, IT'S TALKING ABOUT ABRAHAM. AND IN ROMANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 18, IT SAYS, WHO AGAINST HOPE, "...believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded THAT WHAT HE HAD PROMISED HE WAS ABLE ALSO TO PERFORM. NOTICE IT SAYS THAT HE WAS FULLY PERSUADED. HE HAD TO PERSUADE. THIS IS THE EXACT SAME THING THAT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT. IT SAYS, AND HEREBY WE KNOW THAT WE ARE OF THE TRUTH AND SHALL ASSURE. YOU COULD SAY PERSUADE, CONVINCE YOUR HEART THAT YOU ARE OF GOD. Well, THIS IS IMPORTANT. YOU KNOW, AGAIN, I've, I'VE USED MANY OF THESE THINGS THROUGHOUT THIS ENTIRE SERIES, BUT I WAS RAISED IN A BAPTIST CHURCH. I'M NOT critico- CRITICIZING THEM. I PRAISE GOD. I GOT BORN AGAIN WHEN I WAS EIGHT YEARS OLD. IT SAVED ME SOME PROBLEMS. BUT they, THE CHURCH THAT I WAS RAISED IN DID NOT HAVE A REVELATION OF THE NEW COVENANT, OF THE GRACE OF GOD. THEY PREACHED PERFORMANCE AND THAT GOD LOVED YOU BASED ON YOUR PERFORMANCE. AND THE LAW, AS I'VE SAID IN THIS SERIES ALREADY, THE LAW AMPLIFIED THE CONSCIENCE. THE LAW BROUGHT THE CONSCIENCE BACK TO A PROPER STANDARD, A PERFECT STANDARD OF RIGHT AND WRONG, AND IT CONDEMNED YOU. AND I'VE USED A LOT OF SCRIPTURES. 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER uh, 3 VERSES 7 AND 9 AND OTHER SCRIPTURES TALK ABOUT THAT THE LAW WAS ministration OF DEATH. THE LAW WAS ADMINISTRATION OF CONDEMNATION. ROMANS 3:19. IT MADE SIN. Uh, It gave you a knowledge of sin. In Romans chapter 7, it made sin come alive. I've talked about all of these things. And because of my background, I got born again. The law convicted me that I was a sinner. It brought me to God. But after you come to God, then you have to purge your conscience from this CONSTANT CONDEMNATION AND GUILT THAT it ministers TO YOU BECAUSE YOU'VE NOW BEEN SET FREE THROUGH JESUS. BUT I WASN'T TAUGHT THAT PART. I WAS ONLY TAUGHT THE LAW AND ACTIVATED MY CONSCIENCE TO BRING ME TO CHRIST. BUT THEN AFTER I WAS IN CHRIST, IT'S STILL... I WAS STILL ADMINISTERED THE LAW AND CONDEMNED BY IT. SO WHEN I BEGIN TO FIRST START SEEING THESE THINGS THAT I'M TALKING ABOUT HERE, AND I FIRST HEARD THAT I WAS RIGHTEOUS SEE, THE LAW WILL NEVER TELL YOU THAT YOU'RE RIGHTEOUS. IF YOU DO 99 THINGS OUT OF 100 RIGHT AND ONE THING WRONG, THE LAW WILL NOT GIVE YOU A SINGLE COMPLIMENT ABOUT THE GOOD YOU'VE DONE. IT WILL ONLY CONDEMN YOU OVER THE BAD THAT YOU'VE DONE. AND SO I LIVED WITH A SIN CONSCIOUSNESS. I BELIEVED GOD EXISTED. I LOVED HIM. I HAD CONFESSED MY SINS. IF I DIED, I BELIEVED I WOULD GO TO HEAVEN, BUT I could not believe that God was pleased with me because the law had condemned me and made my conscience just minister guilt and condemnation. I was, it was very similar to what Adam and Eve did. They ran and hid from God because they were naked and they were full of shame and guilt. And that's where I lived, even as a Christian. I was born again when I was eight years old, but it was until I was 18 that God finally... Begin to start revealing some things. And it didn't happen automatically. It was a process. And I bet you I was probably 20 or 21 before I really began to start getting some of these revelations about that God is not imputing my sins unto me. He imputed them unto Jesus and He imputed unto me His righteousness. And when I first learned that I was the righteousness of God, I saw it. I, I, Man, I... I COULD GO THROUGH AND SHOW YOU THESE VERSES IN ROMANS CHAPTER 5. I REMEMBER THE EXACT DAY THAT GOD FINALLY CONVINCED ME THAT I WAS RIGHTEOUS IN MY SPIRIT. IT WAS A LIFE CHANGER. AND EVEN THOUGH I SAW IT AND I EMBRACED IT, THAT OLD WAY THAT I HAD LIVED FOR 20 YEARS OR WHATEVER IT WAS, IT WAS HARD TO GET RID OF. AND I REMEMBER that, man, I had to persuade myself, as it says here, that he was fully persuaded that what God had promised he was able to perform. I first of all saw it, but then I had to persuade myself, and I couldn't even tell you the exact time, but it, it was years before I became fully persuaded. And, and being fully persuaded isn't something that you just reach and it's a static position. You have to continue to persuade your heart because I continue to mess up. I continue to do things that are wrong. You know, it wasn't long ago that I just said something that I shouldn't have said. It was was foolish. And I was trying to make another point, but in the process, I threw somebody under the bus and I hurt some people. And you know, it really bothered me. And I had to sit there and persuade myself. I went to them. I asked forgiveness. I groveled in the dirt. They forgave me, praise God. But you know what, I had to purge my conscience. And it's not a static position because I continue to do things that are wrong. I continue to fail to be the exact person that I should. I have to constantly persuade myself. And I remember when the Lord started showing me that I was the righteousness of God, I remember standing in front of a mirror and looking myself eyeball to eyeball and preaching to myself and saying, you are the righteousness of God. In the same way that one man made you a sinner, not your individual sins, but what Adam did made you a sinner. You inherited sin. One man also made you righteous. And I was quoting these verses out of Romans chapter 5. And I had to sit there and persuade my heart. I am absolutely convinced that if I would have just seen these truths and said, well, God, if that's true, well, then I should just feel it. I should just feel righteous. I should feel accepted. And I just don't feel that way, and so it must not be so. See, this is where most people live. They do not let the Bible get in the way of what they believe. They go by how they feel. Well, I don't feel that God loves me. I HAVE PEOPLE COME TO ME ALL THE TIME SAY, WOULD YOU PLEASE PRAY THAT GOD WOULD JUST POUR OUT HIS LOVE IN MY LIFE? NO, I'M NOT GONNA PRAY THAT WAY BECAUSE THAT'S SAYING THAT GOD IS THE ONE WHO'S NOT GIVING YOU HIS LOVE. THE TRUTH IS GOD HAS COMMENDED commended HIS LOVE TOWARD US AND THAT WHILE WE WERE YET SINNERS, CHRIST DIED FOR US. THAT'S ROMANS CHAPTER 5, VERSE 8. AND VERSE 9 SAYS MUCH MORE NOW, MUCH MORE NOW THAT YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN. GOD LOVES YOU SO MUCH MORE NOW AND YOU say, BUT I DON'T FEEL IT. WELL, THEN YOUR FEELINGS ARE WRONG. YOU NEED TO GO BY WHAT THE WORD SAYS. YOU NEED TO TAKE THE WORD AND YOU NEED TO ASSURE YOUR HEART. AND YOU NEED TO STAND IN FRONT OF A MIRROR AND YOU SAY, YOU KNOW WHAT? EVEN THOUGH YOU ARE NOT THE PERFECT PERSON AND EVEN THOUGH YOU DO NOT DO EVERYTHING RIGHT AND EVEN THOUGH YOU AREN'T THE SHARPEST KNIFE IN THE DRAWER, GOD LOVES YOU. GOD LOVES YOU AND THERE'S NOTHING YOU CAN DO ABOUT IT. YOU'VE BEEN MADE THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD AND YOU HAVE TO DO WHAT IT SAYS OVER THERE IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 9 VERSE 14 USE THE BLOOD OF JESUS TO PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE FROM DEAD WORKS. AS IT SAYS IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 10, YOU HAVE TO SPRINKLE YOUR HEART FROM AN EVIL CONSCIENCE. AND AS IT SAYS IN THESE VERSES I WAS USING IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 3, YOU HAVE TO ASSURE YOUR HEART BEFORE HIM THAT YOU ARE OF HIM. YOU NEED TO PREACH TO YOURSELF. AND I, I TELL YOU, THIS IS SO IMPORTANT. I MEET PEOPLE ALL OF THE TIME THAT THEY SAY, WELL, I KNOW THIS, I KNOW WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS, BUT I JUST DON'T FEEL THIS. WELL, THEN YOUR FEELINGS ARE WRONG. PEOPLE HAVE ENSHRINED FEELINGS TODAY TO WHERE IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT REALITY IS, IT'S JUST HOW YOU FEEL. YOU KNOW, WHEN I WAS A LITTLE KID, I REMEMBER THAT WE USED TO HAVE THIS SONG THAT SAYS, NOBODY LOVES ME, EVERYBODY HATES ME, I'M GONNA EAT A WORM. <laughs> Big ones, fat ones, little bitty skinny ones, itsy-bitsy fuzzy-wuzzy worms. Anyway, I'm going to spare you singing this song to you. But my point is, I remember that there was times that somebody would do something and you'd go around and I actually sang this song, Nobody Loves Me. And that wasn't true. I knew it wasn't true. It's what I call the Elijah syndrome. Did you know over in First Kings chapter 18, a man named Obadiah had hidden... ONE HUNDRED OF THE PROPHETS OF THE LORD IN A CAVE, AND FOR THREE AND A HALF YEARS HE HAD FED THEM AND KEPT THEM ALIVE WHEN THE KING, AHAB, HAD ISSUED A COMMAND TO KILL ALL MINISTERS OF THE LORD." SO OBADIAH met ELIJAH AND TOLD HIM THAT HE HAD HAD THESE HUNDRED PROPHETS AND THAT THERE WERE STILL AT LEAST A HUNDRED. THERE'S PROBABLY MANY MORE THAN THAT, BUT THERE WAS AT LEAST A HUNDRED, AND HE TOLD HIM THAT. AND YET, ELIJAH IN THE NINETEENTH CHAPTER WHEN THE LORD APPEARED UNTO HIM AND SAID, WHAT ARE YOU DOING HERE, ELIJAH? ELIJAH SAYS, LORD, I'VE BEEN VERY JEALOUS FOR YOU, ZEALOUS, I HAVE DONE ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND I ONLY, EVEN I ONLY AM LEFT A SERVANT UNTO YOU. THAT WAS NOT TRUE. HE KNEW IT WASN'T TRUE. BUT IT DIDN'T MATTER WHAT HE KNEW. IT DIDN'T MATTER WHAT OBADIAH TOLD HIM. THIS IS WHAT HE FELT. And this is how so many people live their lives. I know that the Bible says that God loves me, but I just don't feel it. God, would you please give me a feeling? You need to pull your thumb out of your mouth. You need to grow up. You need to start preaching to yourself and telling yourself that I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if this person forsook me. I don't care if this person has criticized me. I don't care if this is working. Here's what God's Word says. And you need to take the Word of God and you need to assure. YOUR HEART BEFORE HIM. OVER IN 1 SAMUEL chapter 30 IS AN INSTANCE WHERE DAVID, AFTER RUNNING FROM SAUL, HIS FATHER-IN-LAW THAT HAD TAKEN HIS WIFE AND GIVEN HER TO ANOTHER MAN. SAUL, THE KING, HAD TRIED TO KILL DAVID MULTIPLE TIMES AND ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND FINALLY, DAVID AND HIS MEN CAME BACK TO ZIKLAG THE CITY WHERE THEY LIVED, AND THE AMALEKITES HAD COME IN AND HAD BURNT EVERYTHING. THEY LOST EVERYTHING. THEY TOOK ALL OF THE GOODS, TOOK ALL OF THE WOMEN, ALL OF THE CHILDREN, AND DAVID HAD LOST EVERYTHING THAT HE HAD, HIS WIVES, HIS CHILDREN, AND NOT ONLY THAT, HIS MEN WERE SO DISSATISFIED THAT THEY SPOKE OF KILLING DAVID. DID YOU KNOW THAT I'M SURE DAVID DID NOT FEEL BLESSED? David didn't feel like he was the anointed of God. David didn't feel like God was with him. Everything in his life for 13 years had gone downhill since God had anointed him. I can guarantee you David didn't feel right. It says that he wept until he had no more power to weep. But it also says in 1 Samuel chapter 30. THAT IN THIS NEGATIVE SITUATION, HE CALLED FOR AN EPHOD, WHICH IS THE WAY THEY INQUIRED OF THE LORD. THEY DIDN'T HAVE A BIBLE LIKE WE had, BUT HE WENT TO THE LORD AND ASKED GOD FOR DIRECTION. THAT'S WHAT WE DO. WE GO TO THE WORD. GOD, WHAT HAVE YOU SAID IN YOUR WORD? WE ARE MUCH MORE ACCOUNTABLE THAN DAVID WAS BECAUSE WE'VE GOT ALL OF THESE GREAT TRUTHS IN THE WORD OF GOD. AND SO THERE IS NO EXCUSE FOR US, BUT DAVID STARTED SEEKING THE LORD AND ASKED GOD FOR A WORD. WE HAVE A WORD RIGHT HERE. AND WHEN YOU GET DISCOURAGED, IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW YOU FEEL, YOU ENCOURAGE YOURSELF. AND THAT'S WHAT IT SAYS OVER THERE IN 1 SAMUEL CHAPTER 30, THAT DAVID ENCOURAGED HIMSELF IN THE LORD HIS GOD. That's exactly what Abraham did. He fully persuaded himself. That's exactly what it's saying here in 1 John chapter 3, that we have to assure our hearts. And this is exactly what you need to do. If you have made Jesus your Lord, if you are born again, the truth is God loves you. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. And there is nothing you can do to make him love you less. God loves you, period. That's it. And you are now righteous and in right standing with God and God loves you. That doesn't mean that you just go out and do whatever because after all, God loves you. Because no, there's still consequences. You can hurt yourself and hurt other people. But if you were truly born again, you aren't looking for an excuse to sin. You are wanting to overcome it and understanding that God loves you and getting rid of this guilt and condemnation will empower you to start living above all of these things. There are so many people that I meet that they want to live for God, but because they haven't cleansed their conscience, because they live with a constant sense of guilt and unworthiness, and because religion is telling them that God is angry at them and God is imputing their sins unto them, it's not that they doubt that God exists. It's not that they want to live a life of sin, but they just feel like, I can't do it. And the truth is, you can't do it. YOU WILL NEVER DO IT PERFECTLY AND YOUR CONSCIENCE WILL CONDEMN YOU. AND THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THAT RATHER THAN EVEN MAKE A PRETENSE, RATHER THAN LIVE A HYPOCRITICAL LIFE AND PROFESS SOMETHING THAT THEY CAN'T LIVE, THEY JUST GO THE OTHER DIRECTION AND THEY'RE LIVING IN SIN, NOT BECAUSE THAT'S WHAT THEY WANT, NOT BECAUSE THEY BELIEVE THAT THAT'S WHAT GOD WANTS, IT'S JUST THEY'VE GIVEN UP. AND IT'S THEIR CONSCIENCE THAT HAS CAUSED THIS. AND SAD TO SAY, RELIGION IS PREACHING THE LAW which activates and fans your conscience, amplifies the voice of the conscience, and condemns you. And if you are going to really serve God, you have to cleanse your conscience from dead works so that you can serve the living God. Man, these are important things that I'm saying. There are some of you right now that it's like a light bulb's going on. You were thinking that this. Sense of unworthiness came from God and that somehow or another, if you didn't give in to it, if you didn't live with this sense of unworthiness and guilt and shame, that somehow or another you wouldn't be submitted unto God. God doesn't want you to live that way. God wants you to live free. It says, whom the Lord, whom the Son sets free is free indeed, in truth. You should have no more conscience of sin. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 2. You should not be walking around with a sin consciousness in this guilt and unworthiness. And I know that God is speaking through me because this has changed my life. I know that God is speaking through me to many people right now. And if you'll receive it, this could change your life. But understanding this is not going to just like one time, it's over. You're going to have to take these truths THAT I'M TALKING ABOUT, AND YOU ARE GOING TO HAVE TO ASSURE YOUR HEARTS. YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE TO BECOME FULLY PERSUADED. YOU ARE GOING TO HAVE TO ENCOURAGE YOURSELF IN THE LORD YOUR GOD, LIKE DAVID DID IN 1 SAMUEL CHAPTER 30. YOU ARE GOING TO HAVE TO TAKE SOME INITIATIVE AND YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE TO QUIT BEING... I'M SAYING THIS IN LOVE, BUT YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE TO QUIT BEING IMMATURE AND LETTING YOUR EMOTIONS DICTATE WHAT YOU THINK ABOUT GOD. You know, I hesitate to get into this. It fits perfectly right now, but I'm not sure I have enough time to, to do this. If not, I'll just continue it tomorrow. But go back to 1 John chapter 3 and in verse um, 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. In verse 20. For if our heart condemn us, notice, if our heart condemn us, God's not condemning you. IT'S NOT EVEN THE DEVIL THAT'S CONDEMNING YOU. IT'S YOUR OWN HEART. IT'S YOUR CONSCIENCE THAT HASN'T BEEN RENEWED AND PURGED AND SPRINKLED FROM AN EVIL CONSCIENCE. IF OUR HEART condemns US, GOD IS GREATER THAN OUR HEART AND KNOWETH ALL THINGS. THIS VERSE MAKES IT VERY CLEAR THAT YOUR HEART CAN GIVE YOU CONDEMNATION. THE WORD CONDEMNATION HAS BECOME A RELIGIOUS WORD THAT WE DON'T PRACTICALLY UNDERSTAND, BUT, YOU KNOW, IF THEY CONDEMN A BUILDING IN THE UNITED STATES, WHAT THAT MEANS IS IT'S UNFIT FOR USE. IT'S EITHER NOT STABLE, IT COULD COLLAPSE, MAYBE SOMETHING IS WRONG, BUT WHEN YOU CONDEMN A BUILDING, YOU MEAN IT'S UNFIT FOR USE. THIS IS MY LITTLE LAYMAN'S DEFINITION OF WHAT THE WORD CONDEMNATION MEANS. IF YOUR HEART TELLS YOU THAT YOU ARE UNFIT FOR USE, IF YOUR HEART TELLS YOU THAT, SURE, GOD CAN DO MIRACLES, BUT WHAT MAKES YOU THINK HE'D DO IT FOR YOU BECAUSE YOU DIDN'T STUDY THE WORD, YOU GOT MAD AT YOUR WIFE, YOU HAVE DONE THIS, YOU HAVEN'T DONE THAT, AND IF YOUR HEART IS CONDEMNING YOU, GOD IS GREATER THAN THAT. GOD ISN'T CONDEMNING YOU. IT'S NOT... THAT CONDEMNATION'S NOT COMING FROM GOD. IT'S COMING FROM YOUR OWN HEART, AND IT'S THE PART OF YOUR HEART THAT WE CALL THE CONSCIENCE. IT'S AN EVIL CONSCIENCE. IT'S A DEFILED CONSCIENCE. AND YOU HAVE TO ASSURE. YOU HAVE TO OVERCOME THAT CONSCIENCE. YOU HAVE TO TAKE THE BLOOD OF JESUS AND WHAT HE'S DONE FOR YOU AND PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE FROM DEAD WORKS. SO IF OUR HEART CONDEMN US, GOD IS GREATER THAN OUR HEART AND KNOWETH ALL THINGS. BELOVED, IF OUR HEART CONDEMN US NOT, THEN HAVE WE CONFIDENCE TOWARDS GOD. LET ME FIND THIS VERSE. I BELIEVE IT'S HEBREWS CHAPTER 10. AND IN VERSE 35 IT SAYS, CAST NOT AWAY, THEREFORE YOUR CONFIDENCE... WHICH HATH GREAT RECOMPENSE OF REWARD. YOU KNOW, MOST OF WHAT I'VE BEEN SAYING THROUGH THIS SERIES IS TALKING ABOUT THE NEGATIVE EFFECTS OF THE CONSCIENCE AND HOW IT CONDEMNS YOU, MAKES YOU FEEL UNWORTHY, AND ALL OF THESE THINGS, ACCUSES YOU. BUT IF YOU PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE AND YOU GET IT FREE FROM THESE DEAD WORKS, THEN YOU KNOW WHAT? YOUR CONSCIENCE CAN ACTUALLY GIVE YOU CONFIDENCE. YOU CAN ACTUALLY TAKE YOUR CONSCIENCE AND SAY, I KNOW THAT GOD IS ANSWERING MY PRAYERS. I KNOW I'M COMING OUT ON TOP OF THIS. AND YOU CAN HAVE A CONFIDENCE WHICH HEBREWS CHAPTER 10 VERSE 35 SAYS HAS GREAT RECOMPENSE OF REWARD. THE WORD RECOMPENSE MEANS PAYING BACK. IT PAYS DIVIDENDS WHEN YOU HAVE CONFIDENCE. YOU KNOW, YOU MAY NOT HAVE EVER THOUGHT ABOUT THIS IN A SPIRITUAL SENSE, BUT IN THE SECULAR WORLD, PEOPLE THAT HAVE CONFIDENCE ARE PEOPLE THAT JUST ATTRACT PEOPLE TO THEM. A LEADER WITH CONFIDENCE THAT IS BOLD AND AUTHORITATIVE, WHETHER THEY'RE RIGHT OR WRONG, PEOPLE ARE DRAWN TO PEOPLE WITH CONFIDENCE. THEY DON'T LIKE PEOPLE THAT ARE INDECISIVE. THEY DON'T LIKE PEOPLE WHO ARE ALWAYS, YOU KNOW, WAVERING BACK AND FORTH AND YOU DON'T KNOW FOR SURE WHAT THEY'RE GOING TO DO. THEY LIKE PEOPLE THAT HAVE ABSOLUTE CONFIDENCE AND THAT DRAWS OTHER PEOPLE AROUND THEM. CONFIDENCE IS A POWERFUL THING. IT PAYS GREAT dividends. AND YOU HAVE TO PURGE YOUR CONSCIENCE FROM THESE DEAD WORKS. YOU HAVE TO GET OVER YOUR HEART CONDEMNING YOU, AND IF YOUR HEART DOES NOT CONDEMN YOU, IF THIS CONSCIENCE IS NOT DEFILED AND CONDEMNING YOU, THEN HAVE YOU CONFIDENCE TOWARDS GOD. AND WHATSOEVER WE ASK, WE RECEIVE OF HIM BECAUSE WE KEEP HIS COMMANDMENTS AND DO THOSE THINGS WHICH ARE PLEASING IN HIS SIGHT. AGAIN, THIS COULD BE MISINTERPRETED AS SAYING, WELL, THIS IS BECAUSE YOU'RE LIVING HOLY. NO, KEEPING HIS COMMANDMENTS Uh, John chapter 13, verse 34 shows you that His commandment is to love as He has loved us. We've got a new commandment. This is just talking about that when you are receiving this love and walking in this love, it gives you a confidence and an assurance and your confidence has great recompense of reward. Man, these are some awesome things I'm saying. I encourage you to get this book. You know, we're just about through with this series. This coming Friday is going to be my last day. And this book is actually a study on the conscience. Who told you that you were naked? I've got this brand new book out. It's the first time I've ever offered this. I believe it would be a real blessing. And then we have CDs and DVDs. And these would be a real encouragement to you. So listen to our announcer as he gives you this information about how you can get these materials. Please call or write today to receive them and join me again tomorrow as we continue the Gospel Truth.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Gospel Truth. Andrew would like to extend a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible for us to broadcast this message consistently all around the world. Because of your contributions, we've been able to put free ministry materials into the hands of millions in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's teaching, which was taken from Andrew's brand new series titled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? LET ME MENTION ONCE AGAIN THAT I'VE GOT A BRAND NEW BOOK ENTITLED WHO
1: TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? THIS IS ACTUALLY A STUDY in THE CONSCIENCE. IT WASN'T GOD THAT TOLD ADAM HE WAS NAKED. IT WASN'T THE DEVIL. IT WAS HIS CONSCIENCE, THAT TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL. AND I NOT ONLY HAVE THE BOOK, BUT I HAVE CD'S AND I ALSO HAVE DVD'S THAT WERE TAKEN FROM OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM. AND I TELL YOU, THIS TEACHING WOULD REALLY, REALLY HELP YOU TO HAVE A CONFIDENCE and an assurance and a boldness with God. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information how
0: you can receive this product. Andrew's teaching titled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? is available in a four-part CD album or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. You can also get this teaching in book form. The teaching highlighted in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at awmi.net.
1: Thanks to the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries, Karis Bible College is raising up more disciples than ever before on the sanctuary property. But what if you can't make it to Colorado? Being a stay-at-home mom with three kids, it would not be possible for me to pack up and move to Colorado. I knew God wanted me to go to Bible College. I
0: made up my mind and said to God, I said, I know I'm going, whether it's Colorado or
1: wherever. Is there an option for you? With over 70 campus locations around the world, there is a place for you to begin your journey.
0: If that seed's there and you've got something close to you like we do here, you've got to go for
1: it. More than likely, God's already speaking to you about going
0: to Karis Bible College. You just need to make the step. You will never, ever regret going to an extension school. It will change your life forever.
1: Join the Karis community of like-minded believers by discovering a campus location near you at BibleCollege.org. I'D LIKE TO INVITE YOU TO COME TO OUR CAMPUS DAYS. WE'LL HAVE ALL OF OUR INSTRUCTORS MINISTERING. WE WILL HAVE FELLOWSHIP TIME TOGETHER. THERE WILL BE QUESTIONS AND ANSWERS. AND IT'S AN OPPORTUNITY FOR YOU TO JUST COME CHECK OUT NOT ONLY THE SPIRITUAL THINGS BUT THE FACILITIES HERE. WE HAVE ONE OF THE MOST BEAUTIFUL CAMPUSES IN THE WORLD. IF YOU CAN'T RELATE TO GOD AND FIND GOD THROUGH THE SURROUNDINGS, THEN THE WORD THAT WE SHARE WILL DEFINITELY BRING YOU TO ANOTHER LEVEL. IT WILL BE AN AWESOME TIME RIGHT HERE
0: IN Woodland Park. From the creators of God With Us comes The Heart of Christmas, a story like you've never experienced before, a story that takes you around the world and back through time, an adventure for you and your entire family to enjoy year after year. As a special offer for the holiday season, Andrew would like to offer you The Heart of Christmas DVD for just $25, Order your copy today at awmi.net.